For the majority of my life, I have been passionate and dedicated about changing lives and growing businesses through synthesizing from the very best their strategies, their tactics, their mindset techniques to help you and your business grow. Join me as we take it to the next level. Welcome to The Tom Ferry Show. Today, I'm answering a question about the three non-negotiables every successful agent should have and the four most important disciplines that need to be in your schedule to absolutely crush it. Let's start though with a question by one of our clients, Katie Day. Hey, what's going on? This is Katie Day with the Move Me to Texas team in Houston, Texas. I am a big fan of the Tom Ferry Show, so thank you guys for all that you do. My question is, outside of a powerful morning routine to start your day off strong with meditation, personal development, a workout, gratitude, journaling, etc., what are your top three non-negotiable daily habits that you'd recommend to real estate agents to do each day to help move the needle? Thanks so much. Thanks, Katie. That's an excellent question, and I'm certainly going to answer it. I'd love for you right now to stop and write down what are your three non-negotiables every single day. So welcome back. I hope you took action on that. I can't wait to read your comments, and I know Katie will as well. So Katie, I'm not going to give you some theory. I'm going to tell you what I know the very best people do. In some combination, the very best people do a morning routine every single day. Now, you've got a morning routine. I've got a morning routine. The question is, does your morning routine get you so fired up, so focused, so stoking the fire of your ambition, or does your morning routine have you saying, not another Monday. Oh my goodness, thank goodness it's Friday. I'm taking this weekend off. Both of those actions or mindsets are created by the morning routine you run. So whether it's affirmations or gratitudes or exercise, we know, just read the miracle morning, it's old school at this point, but that's number one. Number two is obviously looking at what we call the daily hot sheets. I don't know a successful agent that doesn't every day look at expireds, cancels, withdrawn, new escrows, new closings, to get a pulse of the market. Remember, if you truly wanna be the expert in your area, you have to have the numbers, bam. So when someone says, how's the market? It's not just, that depends, you know, buying, selling, etc. You can also say, well, right now, in this part of town, this is what's going on, in this price point, this is what's going on. Tell me more specifically, what would you like to know? So that second non-negotiable is market intelligence, knowing exactly on a daily basis, the pulse of buying and selling and pricing and more. And number three, Katie, not gonna surprise you, it's booking an appointment. It's scheduling an appointment. I was with one of my top clients just a few days ago, and what made this individual so wildly successful is when they finally realized that their job every day was to find or follow up on and ultimately book an appointment, and guess what? Even a lousy appointment with a future potential seller is better than just sitting inside the office. That discipline of booking one appointment a day with a buyer, with a seller, with a past client, you're gonna meet for coffee, that may sound simple, but when you're booking that appointment every day, you're getting into the most important discipline of sales success. And that is making sure that you're reaching out to the right lead sources, getting an appointment and meeting with them to help them achieve your goals. So Katie, I hope that helps you. I wanted to talk about those three non-negotiables. Then I wanna answer a much bigger question as you reflect on your business. Now, 
I wish I could ask every single one of you, maybe we should do it. I've already pulled you once by asking you to write down your three non-negotiables, but maybe as you're, as you're watching this, type in the comments below, how long have you been running your business? How long have you been running your business? And maybe for a few of us, how many businesses have you been a part of? Well, what if I told you that there's really two kinds of entrepreneurs, two kinds of loan officers, real estate professionals, title, escrow, et cetera. There's people that are running a business and there's people that work in the business. And I would argue there's a distinct difference and a massive disparity in income between the two. Are you operating this as a business? Are you running this like a business versus I'm busy hustling, trying to sell a house, trying to get a deal done <laughs> versus being strategic and thoughtful and a little more quantitative and a little more analytical, not all the time, just a couple hours a week where you really think about your business before you get back out there and work your face off. You and I both know it's almost cliche, right? It's talked about all the time. You've got to work on your business and in your business. So I want to take that one step further and move from sort of this conversation to some very tactical things that you can do by way of the result of a survey we did with our top coaches, meaning tenured coaches, the length of time they've been doing it, more than 10,000 hours of coaching. We all know the rule, 10,000 hours to mastery. So someone that's been doing it for 10,000 hours, right, is at that mastery level. Then we asked our top most consistent growth clients, meaning year after year after year, they continue to build their practice, generate more referrals, define their skills, define their marketing, so they continue to thrive regardless of market conditions, essentially the same question. What do you talk about on your coaching calls? What do you talk about on your coaching calls? And interestingly enough, when we looked at the data on both, they were exactly the same, and I'm gonna share with you those four things. Now, you might say, well, wait a minute, Tom, I don't have a coach. Well, maybe in this case, you need to be your own coach. Maybe you need to have a buddy inside the office. Maybe you need to go to your manager and say, can we spend some time on this? Maybe you need to be a part of a mastermind group. You need to be resourceful. You don't wanna be one of those guys and gals that's running around with their chicken with their head cut off with no plan, no strategy, no market intelligence, no data, just all ah, versus a lot more strategic, playing the long game, thinking through with the market, understanding the business intelligence, making good decisions, and then going out and being a salesperson. You with me? That subtle difference. So not everybody has a coach, but you can do this on your own. And of course, if, whenever you're ready, you know where to call. So let's look at the four together. Now, what the client said was, I spend 70% of my time, so 70% of their coaching session, working on one of or multiple of the four. So I would argue whether your cadence was an hour a week you worked on your business or two hours a week, probably even better to work on your business, these are the four things I'd ask to be on your agenda. Number one is of course your business plan. See, there's two kinds of people. People that don't set goals, don't have a plan, and people that do. And when you even look at the do group, the people that actually took the time to go to tomferry.com, to fill out their plan, to write their goals, to get them up in visual, even that group, they separate again. There's the people that write it and say, here it is, I'm done. And then there's what I want, which is you write your goals, 
you write your plan, and on a weekly basis, you're reviewing them. On a weekly basis, you're looking at, I said I was going to do this, where am I at? What's the pivot or adjustment I need to make? No different from in a couple of days, I'll fly from Los Angeles to New York City. They say that that pilot or that airplane is off track nearly 85% of the time. It's doing this. Okay, I want to go to New York, but look, there's a little weather. Oh, we're going to need to go a little lower, need to go a little higher. Winds pushed us this way, wind pushed us that way, but eventually we land in New York City. The challenge that most agents have is they write their plan, they write their goal, maybe they get it up in visual, but they don't keep it top of mind. They're not in the discussion of, hey, I said that this month I was gonna send this many emails, I was gonna book this many appointments, I'm supposed to get this many listings, supposed to make this many sales. They're not holding themselves accountable to what they said they were going to do. Now, you and I both know, when you hold yourself accountable, you get better results. When you say, I'm too busy, I'm too, oh man, I'm so busy, I'm so busy, you don't do anything. You run around like a chicken with your head cut off. You know what I'm talking about. So number one is in that one to two hour work on your business session scheduled every single week in your calendar, you're gonna review your business plan, your goals, and how are you doing in relationship to them. Now the second one may sound the same, but listen for the variation. They said that in that 70% of their time with their coach, they are looking at what we call business intelligence. Now the business intelligence means I'm gonna look at three things. Trends that are happening in the industry. I want to stay abreast of what's going on in the real estate market so when a consumer says, can you tell me about, I know what to say. I'm not cut off guard. Or if I'm looking at this trend, I can then say to my coach, hey, I saw this, did you see this? Does this fit my area? Does this fit my market? If it's a threat, what are we gonna do about it? Ignorance, my friends, in today's real estate business is not bliss. You've heard me say before, you don't win championships playing defense. In the real estate business, in the sales business, you win championships playing offense. To play offense, I need to know what else is happening in my business. So that's the first one. The second one is I want to review the market trends. So you've heard me talk about just a minute ago with Katie that I want her looking at her business intelligence, right? The, the daily hot sheets. You need to understand what markets are moving and what price points are moving and what isn't, both for opportunity as well as marketing purposes. So you can speak intelligently to consumers. So since you're doing it on a daily basis, that one little snapshot may only be a comparison of this is what is happening in my market to my business. Hey, my geographic farms are all in price points that aren't moving. That's why I'm taking a bunch of listings that are overpriced and not selling. Business intelligence tells me I need to spend some time repackaging, repositioning, amending or reducing the prices or getting these people off the market because the current trend is saying the X price isn't moving or the supply and demand is going against my customer's favor. Now, if that sounds a little analytical, I'd like you to consider you're running a business. You're running a business and you can make so much money and help so many people if you're just a little more thoughtful. I know you're taking notes. I know you're paying attention. You might even watch this video, you know, just a couple minutes of it, 
before that weekly session as the reminder of why this matters and why it's so important. And of course, the last one, as I mentioned, is you're gonna review your own numbers, right? So similar to your business plan, I wanna look back and say, over the last week, how am I doing? I wanna book an appointment today. I wanna have X number of conversations every day. I wanna do Y result at my open houses. I expect this return from my investments in marketing. So I'm looking at the business intelligence, the trends that are happening in the business, what's going on in my market, and then what's happening with my business as it relates to the other two. That one, my friends, could be 15 or 20 minutes, but boy, oh boy, I tell you, when you have the data and you know the numbers, you, your confidence goes up. You can't wait to go talk to customers because you start connecting the dots between whether it's prices or trends or new consumer opportunities or you know what's happening with Amazon and Rilogy and everything else that's going on. You are on the pulse being the best agent in your town. So that's number two. Inside of their 70%, or in your case, your one to two hours a week, number three is they review their marketing plan. Now you've heard me say before that all business is innovation and marketing. All business is innovation and marketing. Now, if we stop innovating, meaning improve the customer experience, improve how we do what we do, if we're not doing that every 12 to 18 months, you and I both know your business becomes very stale, both to you and most importantly, to the people that you're marketing to. You've got to create those degrees of separation. You've got to make it obvious. The old example you've heard me say before, I'm walking down the potato chip aisle and my spouse said, get chips. And all I see is a thousand different options. How do I select you? This is that time when you sit back and you look at, here's what's happening in my business. This is what I said I was going to do in marketing. This is what's working. This is what's not working. What new things do I want to try? What new test? Do I want to create a couple new postcards? Do I want to alter my email campaigns? Do I want to finally sit down and shoot those nine bomb bomb videos to have them ready to go every time I meet a prospect as an example? This is where you're working on your marketing. Dedicated time focused to make sure that your marketing is positioning you to be the obvious choice. The whole game today is everyone has seven friends in real estate. How do we have you be on their consideration set? So when they're thinking about buying or selling real estate, when they're thinking about referring their friends, the marketing you're doing, right? The touches you're doing puts you at the top of the consideration set. You don't want them going to another website. You don't want that lead to show up someplace else. That client, here's the worst thing, and you probably had this before, you get a lead from any one of those 36 different referral sites and you're like, oh, this is gonna be great. And all of a sudden you get on the phone and you go, Martha, I've known you for seven years. Oh gosh, Tom, I'm so sorry. Like I just went on this site and I found you and I clicked at it and they don't know that you're now paying a 25 or 35% referral fee. They were just looking at real estate, trying to find a great agent. They're like, oh my goodness, there you are. They click on it because they know you like, you trust you and they have no idea what that costs you. That's on you because you're not spending enough time on your marketing plan, creating the degrees of separation, creating the familiarity that we talked about, the relevancy that we talked about, so you get the trust and you get the phone call. Make sense? So inside of the 70%, business plan, business intelligence, marketing and lead generation, what's new, what do we need to do that's better, how do we improve, how do we touch more customers, how do we become more relevant, you're spending time there, 
And then the last one, number four, people, systems, and organization. You're running a business. You're running a business. This is your business, right? How organized is it? Do you know where everything is? Are you running your business by checklist and systems and software or by memory? You've heard me talk about it before. This is where you're going to sit back and say, okay, I've got this CRM, I've got this website, I've got these social channels, I know how I do a pending transaction, I probably need to redo my listing launch. I don't think I'm getting the results that I want for my listing launch. And you pick one of the many you know, components of your business and you focus on that one. Let's improve the listing launch. Let's have a goal that says every time we launch a listing, we get th three come list me calls. What would it take to launch a listing and get three come list me calls? What are all the things that we can test and try to improve the business and make it turnkey so every time I take a listing, the same exact thing happens? Does that make sense? Every time I do an open house, I use Spacio or another and the customer information is inside there. The second I'm done, I walk outside, I shoot a video of me in front of the house. Thanks for coming by my open house at 1234 Banana Street today. If you or anyone you know is interested in this property or would like to have access to a few pocket listings, contact me today, Tom Ferry, 555-1212. And that video just automatically loaded up through Boomtown, excuse me, BombBomb and Spacio goes to every person that just came to your open house, standing right in front of the house so they see the visual and it feels custom because it is. You just didn't say, hey, Larry. Does that make sense? See, if you're not spending time improving the level of service and the processes that you have inside your business, guess what? Every day is, come on, seven. Now, I don't know about you. I like gambling now and then with a few shekels. I don't care if I lose but I'm not putting my family in harm's way. I'm not putting my clients in harm's way. I'm not putting my business in harm's way. If you're not spending time on a weekly basis improving how you do business, what the customer experiences, how they experience you, I would argue, I would argue with you, my friend, are you truly committed to this business? Are you truly committed to your success? And of course, you heard me say people, that means every week, and it's pretty typical for one of our coach and clients to talk about how do I help the person that are, that's on my team, or how do I hire that first assistant, or how do I better leverage my escrow officer, my title rep, my loan officer, all the people that are involved in the transaction. How do I better network with them, work with them, support them, so they do the same for me? And guess what? That is what the very best clients and the very best coaches are working on every single week. So stop for a moment, because you might be sitting back, especially if you're, and truthfully, I'm very much this way too, if you're a little more artsy and fun and you just love people, I do too. And you know what I found? When I finally took the time to organize my business and hire the right people around me, I was able to express my art on steroids. I'm looking at three people inside this room right now as I shoot this show. I used to shoot this show on a flip video camera, hit the button, lean back, do my thing, go over, hit the button, and then enter it into YouTube. You know, do you want to enter? Yes. Like, I used to do that too. But guess what? What got me there would never get me here. And the same rule applies to you. So I challenge you. No, I double dare you. For a few of us that are a little bit older, you remember that? I double dare you to carve out two hours every week in your schedule, create this agenda, 
and begin to take action on it. Slowly over time, my friend, even the most artsy of artsy people, you will begin to bend and shape and shift your business into something that not only creates a lot of opportunity and revenue and profit for you, it serves more customers in a beautiful way. That, along with the daily three non-negotiables, and this year and next will be your best year ever. Thank you for your comments. Can't wait to see more. Maybe share this with a friend or two, maybe with a buddy that you can do these meetings together with and work together on your business. Thanks so much, and we'll talk to you soon. Take care. If you want more information about this episode, including my show notes, mentions, links, and everything else, make sure you visit tomferry.com slash podcast. That's tomferry.com slash podcast. Thanks again and talk to you soon.